Welcome to The Health Connection, consciously inspiring your success. The podcast that will inspire you to achieve your optimal health and empower your mind. Where the integration of both East and West unite to give you tips, methods, and inspiration to live the life you desire. With your host, trainer and speaker, doctor of oriental medicine, licensed acupuncture physician, Tai Chi and Qigong instructor, Justin Fontanini. Get ready for an amazing show starting right now. Welcome back. This is The Health Connection. I'm your host, Justin Fontanini, where every day is a great day. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. I am so far. I, uh, I got a pretty cool podcast set up for you today, and uh, I hope it does something really good for you. And with that said, let's get right into our, uh, our power quote of the day. Now, this power quote, I was first introduced to it from one of my teachers, and uh, he got it from some of the ancient books. So it's a very classic saying, and uh, it, it really makes you think. And as you look into it and try to understand it, it's, it's really like one of those quotes that helps us to embrace life at a higher level, to understand our life and stuff like that. So let's read it. This is the way the power quote of the day goes. It says, Knowing others is wisdom. Knowing thyself is enlightenment. Mastering others requires force. Mastering thyself, it needs strength. So as we look into this, it's quite interesting. To know others is wisdom. And basically, as we go through life, who are these other people that we could, we could uh, know? It could be a family member, it could be your boss, your spouse, your kids, your friends, anybody that we encounter in life. If we know them and understand their needs, their wants, their desires, it sounds like we're quite a good partner because we can see what they want. We can accommodate to them. We can help them. We can encourage them. We can embrace their needs, their, their wants, their desires to help them get improvement in their life, to help them go through life with different situations, whether they be good ones or not so good ones. If we can do that, we became an amazing partner to help others. And if we do that, it's a great service. And then it shows the wisdom within inside of us because as we look at life, a lot of times people... They, they become a type of person that takes from others. They, they look at their weaknesses and they, they try to take advantage of them. Or they may see that they have something and they want to find a way to, to get it. So you see that in life we have this spectrum like yin and yang. There's people that will become a good partner and try to help others. And there's other people that become a bad partner and take advantage of people. So it's all a choice. But... In the beginning of this quote, it says, Knowing others is wisdom. If we use the wisdom, then we can understand their nature, their character, their wants, their needs, their desire. And then we can embrace them and then be a good partner for them. And if we do that, hey, then we've developed wisdom inside. Just at that level, if we could accomplish this by thinking about your your husband or your wife, if you can find the wisdom inside you and find out why they think that way, why they like what they like, why they like to enjoy what they enjoy, why they eat the way they eat, why they exercise or don't exercise the way they do. If we can understand through really good communication, and then we might understand the reason behind what they do, how they act, how they feel, how they think. And once we do this, we become wise to the situation. We can mold to it, and we can get in there, and we can communicate with them, upgrade it, improve it. And, and because of that, we may take somebody out of a slump, 
We may help improve somebody with their job, improve their finances, improve their communication, improve their health. Whatever it may be, it takes a great partner to do that. But it's very easy to look at someone and say, hey, you're quite lazy. You're a piece of crap. You're, you're eating all that crap food and, and uh, you shouldn't do that. Instead of getting into their psyche to understand their emotions, their character, why they're doing that. Maybe it's a lack of knowledge that they have. Maybe they're eating out of fear. Maybe they're repressing their emotions. Maybe they're so stressed out and have such high amounts of anxiety that they start craving all these foods. Maybe there's a hormonal imbalance. They start to crave these foods. we got to get in there and not judge, but become wise to understand you know, why they are the way they are. And then by doing this, it upgrades us. We become a, a more of a conscious person. And the more conscious we become as we work towards enlightenment, towards... You know, wisdom, that's a good thing to do than stagnating or repressing ourself or going backwards, you know. So that's quite an interesting way to look at life and our interaction with others. The second sentence, they say, knowing thyself is enlightenment. So if we know ourself, that's quite interesting because if we can understand others, hey, we should be quite close to understanding ourselves. But how many times do we not understand ourselves? We don't understand why... We are the way we are, why our temperament is the way it is, why our character is the way it is, why we crave certain things, why we have desires for certain things, why we want to go a certain direction in life, why we crave to be around a certain group of people. There's so many things. Once we look at ourselves and we go within, instead of always looking out with our five senses that are designed for the outside world, hey, what about the five senses for the inside world? Instead of looking out at the world, at life, at others, look within, see in yourself. Use the inner vision, see what's going on. Instead of listening to people and music and movies on the outside, go within. Use the internal hearing, hear yourself, your own thoughts. Think and, and contemplate about what's going on internally. Listen to yourself. You might start to really start to understand the, the character that you are, your, quite, your nature. So as we start to dive into ourselves and we start to pay attention versus looking out, we might start to see, hey, I have strengths, I have weaknesses, but where's my focus? Am I focusing on the weakness? Am I strengthening the weakness by putting energy and thought to it? Or am I looking at the weakness and realizing, I see that's there, it needs to improve, at the same time switching our thought, our focus, and putting energy into some way, some method to strengthen ourselves, to upgrade ourselves. So when you start to look within, you start to enlighten yourself. You start to see things that maybe we didn't see before because we were too busy working, going to school, tests, paying bills, running here, taking care of kids, getting stuck in the traffic, texting, video games, all this external stimulation. You forgot the inside. It's quite interesting when we start to think about Yin and yang, there is the outside, there's the inside. If you want to balance in your life, don't only do everything outside. Go inside every once in a while. Do some meditation, some contemplation. Go on a hike. Go into nature. Go into a peaceful, serene environment where there's no chaos, no, no crazy madness, some sounds, some sirens, some you know, screaming people, some loud music, whatever it may be. As you go inside, you may start to look at your habits. You may start to see, wow, I do have bad habits. I smoke, I drink, I stay up all night. I love junk food and I eat too much crappy uh, candy, soda pop, whatever it may be. You start to analyze your habits and you start to realize, wow, 
I exercise a lot. I'm pretty good, but there's so much time I spend exercising. I'm not spending enough time with my relationship, so my relationship is not so good. So you got to go inside and start to pay attention to your habits, the good ones and the bad ones. We got to, all of us, including me, we all got to look at the habits and analyze where our time and where our focus is, what we're doing with our life, with our energy, with our focus, what we study, what we read, how much time we spend in front of the TV, how much time we spend reading for joy instead of reading for self-improvement, for upgrading our mind, our consciousness, our health, to understand our health, our nature, to, to read and understand about how to communicate better, to help others with, the, with our relationship, with our boss, with our employees, whatever it may be. So these habits, we've got to understand, there is a spectrum of yin and yang. We all have good ones, we all have bad ones. We just got to analyze and self-identify and look at the bad ones and say, you know, those aren't really serving me for a higher, better good. I better switch. I better adjust, upgrade to something that can help me to improve myself, to develop myself. That can, I can use my time more wisely. You see, it's quite interesting when we start to look inside and pay attention because this second sentence, knowing thyself is enlightenment. If it's enlightenment, that's a high attainment. But how many people do you know that are self-enlightened individuals running around? Have you met anybody? You start to analyze you know, the people we interact with, the employees, the boss, the friends, the family, whoever may be. Start to look, and they have that saying, the, uh, at least I heard it initially about finances. Your, your, uh, your finances are the same as the, your average of the five best friends. Something like that. So the five people around you, you become the average of what they have. So if they all have lots of money, hey, you're going to be average. You're going to probably have lots of money too. If your friends all have poor health and, and you're their best friend, think about your health. How's that going to be? Sometimes you might want to think, I better start hanging around people that are more successful, that make more money, that are healthier, that make better choices in life. And your friends may be upset, but hey, you know, if you want to improve yourself, upgrade, you got to wake up and become more enlightened. And you got to look within, analyze the habits. Analyze where you go in life, what you do, how you interact with people, who the people you interact with. Are they helping you or are they hurting you? Are they stagnating you or are they pulling you down? Are they suppressing you or are they lifting you up in life? Do they give you tips, ideas, and ways to become successful? Or do they, do they tell you how, how bad the world is, how negative the world is, to pull you down, to, to, to make you depressed, to make you not feel good emotionally? So we've got to understand the habits, where we go, what we do, how we interact. The good and the bad, then it's, it's up to us. At least the first stage, we've got to look. Look within, identify. And then from there, make the choice. And then, uh, then it's all up to you to make the first step. Because the journey of a, a thousand miles begins with the first step, right? So we've got to understand. Hey, look within first, identify, then take the first step to shift and change. To know yourself is enlightenment. What about your organs? Who's a strong organ? Are you genetically a little bit soft in the heart or the liver or your digestion? Does your family ancestry have gallbladder issues? Do they have emotional issues? Do they have poor sleep? Do they get depressed easy? To look into yourself to see the strength and the weakness of your organs, to find out how strong your digestion is, to analyze yourself, how powerful your cardiovascular system is, 
And then you can look at your exercise to determine your heart. You can look at your emotions to determine the heart because the heart's very connected to the emotions. You can look at the digestion by thinking about what you eat a lot of. Are you eating healthy food? And if you think you're eating healthy food, says who? You better ask somebody that has an authority to determine if you're eating healthy because I've met a lot of people that think they're eating healthy food and I, I'm scratching my head wondering why they, they feel so confident about eating this trash, this junk, and drinking all the soda pop and coffee with tons of refined white sugar. You know, it's not even organic. How can they, they think they're eating healthy? So whatever you put into your system, that's going to cause a reaction internally and it's going to create an effect in your digestive system. So your digestive system can be maintained by good healthy habits, by your healthy eating habits. It's not like you're born healthy and then you just, that's what you got. Hey, you can be born healthy and screw it all up. I've had that personal experience myself from eating crappy junk food in high school. And I had to wake up and realize what I had done to my digestive system to cause fatigue and allergies. It was the pizza, the fast food, all the garbage I was eating and the soda pop that was put internally that caused my microbiome, my gut bacteria to get out of balance called, called dysbiosis. The, uh, the flora got weakened. My digestive system went down. The immune system is about 70 to 80% in your gut, in your digestion. So if you're consuming this garbage, this all lack of nutrients and void of good probiotics and good, you know, phytochemicals, there goes your, your good bacteria. There goes your immune system. There goes the dysbiosis, the imbalanced gut bacteria. And that's why you don't feel good. It's all because of what you put in there. So if you put the PRN, hey, it's going to influence that in that way. So to do self-check, self-analysis, to look at your organ health, to look at your emotional state. Am I depressed? Am I anxious? And then start to think, why am I anxious? Why am I depressed? Is it because I'm not enjoying life? Is it the situation I'm in that I'm really not enjoying and it's causing me to be really anxious about and nervous about? Maybe you better get out of the situation. Maybe you better leave that person. Maybe ever you better get another job. Find something you love. Find your passion. And then all of a sudden when you're out of danger, you're out of the situation that sucks, all of a sudden your anxiety will magically disappear because you're happy. You're full of excitement and passion because you're in a situation that you feel very happy to be in. So you see our situation where we are in life. We can be in the middle of divorce, feel depressed, stressed out, and anxious to the max. The anxiety is not the problem. The depression and the stress is not the problem. It's the situation called the root cause that caused the reaction internally because you're experiencing that crap to make you feel the emotions. The emotions are the response to the trigger. The trigger is the situation of going through the divorce. So you see, you got to get through there and you got to be strong, have willpower, do the best you can, hang in there, do the best you can, get a support group, get some acupuncture, some massage, some, some kind of aromatherapy, something to chill the mind out so you feel good so you can get through that. But it's not the emotions that are the problem, it's the situation that is the problem. So sometimes we got to do a self-analysis and think. And try to figure these things out. It may be hard. That's why we have physicians and doctors that can help us to understand. But sometimes we got to do a self-check, a self-analysis. Understand ourself. See what's going on. See why we have this depression. Is it because we owe $100,000 for loans? And we don't have that much money coming in? And we don't have enough money to go on vacation or buy that, that new thing that we want to get? 
Maybe the situation needs to change and upgrade. Pay off your loans. Become debt-free. And try to always be debt-free your whole life. Never ever get into debt once. So that way you feel that there's nothing on your shoulder. There's no 10-pound weight on your ankle that you're dragging around. That You know, you don't want that. Pay your bills. Get them paid off. Don't have any debt. Don't even think about having a debt. That way you can be free. When you're free financially, you're going to be mentally free. If you have a lot of debt mentally, you're always going to have a debt. And you're going to have that pressure on your mind. And it's never going to go away. And, and the finance is just one part. You could be depressed because you don't have that relationship you want. That relationship you want, what's been on your mind? The lack of the relationship? Or are you actually doing something positive to get into that relationship? Look at yourself. A mere image of what you are. Are you a person that you'd want to date? Or to be with? To be a partner with? If you're not, then you got to change. It could be your physique. Maybe gain some muscle mass. Maybe lose some weight. Maybe cut your hair, shave, get a little bit nicer clothes. Maybe learn how to have good communication skills. Maybe learn to have, you know, really good, you know, things that you can do for the relationship. Whatever it may be. Have a talent. Have a trade. Have some kind of skill that somebody would really enjoy to enjoy, uh, to experience in life as being a partner with you. So whatever we are, we tend to match. So if we're... At a level 5, we're going to attract a level 5 partner. If we're a level 8, we're going to attract a level 8 partner. A really rich and smart person, very intelligent, well-educated person, is not going to be so attracted to somebody that doesn't have any finances, that's not well-educated, that's not well-dressed. You know, see, see what I'm saying? It's match for match. Level 1 go to level 1. Level 2 go to level 2. Level 3 go to level 3. It's not exact, but this gives you a little rough idea. So we want to upgrade ourselves. So before I met my wife, I had this inner feeling that I really wouldn't meet the special one in my life till I had a certain education level. And when I met her, she was very well educated. I was very impressed. And it probably made it easier for he, her to enjoy being with me if I had a, an education as well. So you see, they have this match for match. And what it is, is a frequency. It's an energy. Yin attracts yang. Big big yin, big yang. Little yin, little yang. It's energy for energy. Whatever level, it's match for match. So we can always use this thought, this idea with the yin-yang philosophy to try to upgrade ourselves, to improve ourselves, to better ourselves. So we match that person that's also at an upgraded level, at an improved level. So this is quite interesting. As we go within to develop a self-enlightenment, we got to be awake. We got to see ourselves in a way that we've never thought about before. And the physical body is the same. You know, how is the physical health? What can we do to improve the health? Is it possible? Is it not possible? If it's not possible, improve something else. It's not always about our communication, it's not always about our finances, it's not always about our physical body. There's a, a collective of, of what we have as, as we. There's awesome parts of us and it could be our love inside the love inside is so powerful it overrides the physical nature the physical nature may be so cool so athletic that it can override our lack of communication skills you see how that works it's multi-dimensional we can have a good part and a bad part we can have a strength and a weakness 
Embrace the strength. Strengthen it. The weakness, try to just give it the love and do the best you can to maintain it, to keep it at a level that you can feel comfortable with. Our diet, our cravings, our exercise, all of these we got to go within and then analyze. Check them out. To become enlightened, you got to think about what you're eating, how you consume, where you shop, what you like to eat, what's, what are your habits, what do you like to eat at 9 o'clock every night. Is it ice cream at 9 o'clock every night like some patients that I've met before that have obesity and diabetes? We've got to think about that. What are we eating and what time? Are we following the rest of the world eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Or do we think, you know, I don't need breakfast, I don't like it. While it's the first and most important meal of the day, it gives you all the nourishment and energy to go through the day. But then we skip it, and then all of a sudden we're getting malnourished, and then the body's health starts to decrease. You know, you wouldn't take a vacation and try to fill your gas tank up on the car at the end of the trip. you got to fill it up in the beginning of the trip before you leave out your driveway. Before you go to work to spend all your energy to burn up your blood, because the blood is the fuel for the human body. The frequency, the quality, and the, how we create it, what we build it with. Our building block is what we consume, the liquids, the foods. You drink alcohol, the alcohol is going to be in your blood. You eat too much sugar, your sugar is going to go high in your blood. You take a lot of crap with pesticide, it's going to be in the blood. The blood quality, the purity, the frequency is very crucial. Maintain it, take care of it with what we consume, what we drink. Choose for a higher level. So that way, as you become, like that second sentence, knowing thyself as enlightenment, we start to upgrade. But then we also analyze our wants, our needs, our desires, the things we want to accomplish in life. Our desire, why do we like surfing? Why do we like hiking in nature? Do I have the time? Can I get them? Or are they blocked? Is something restricting me from getting to what I love? Is it a person? Is it a job? Is there some kind of financial barrier? Identify the barrier, overcome it, or understand it and why it's a barrier, and try to learn from it, and then jump over it, and accomplish your goal, your desire, your needs, your wants, whatever it may be. Otherwise, if you have these goals and desires in life, and you're blocked, and you never get them, ask yourself how you would feel if you wanted something, and you know you never can get it. The first problem is thinking you never can get it. That might be the biggest limitation. So sometimes the biggest prison in the world is our own mind. First, we've got to overcome our own thoughts, our own mind. Hey, can I or can I? Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or think you can't, either way you are right. So sometimes we've got to look at our limiting belief. And maybe it's our own limiting belief that caused our own prison in life. And this limiting belief, we can talk about for hours where it comes from, but it doesn't matter. But it's just important to understand that it's in there. And it's a block. You've got to overcome it. So it's quite interesting. Then he says, Mastering others requires force. It's easy to push someone, to boss someone around, to make fun of them, to hit them down with all kinds of comments or whatever you can in life. You can control, uh, control them. You can manipulate them with fear. You can control them with... Uh, whatever kind of rules, regulation, whatever it may be. Or you can tell them, hey, you know, if, if you don't do this, I'm going to do that. Or if you do that, I'm going to do this. You know, like the father, mother to their kids. Say, ah, if you do that again, I'm going to put you in your room for five minutes. Easy to force people. So that's why they say mastering others requires force. 
But mastering thyself, it requires strength. To know thyself is enlightenment. To master yourself, it needs strength. Now what is this strength? Strength for what? We need strength to change the pattern, to break the habit, to change our character. Are we too aggressive? Are we too anal? Are we too bossy? Our attitude. How's our attitude in life? Are we bitchy? Are we an asshole? What is it? How's our character? Or how's our attitude? How do we look at others in life? Do we look down on them? Or do we embrace them and see their weakness and try to encourage them that they're doing a good job and keep doing better? And, or give them tips and advice how to improve in life? So the way we look at others in life, you know, this is all part of it. It needs strength to be able to get in there and help them and to change ourselves, our habits, our character, our attitude, to overcome our limitations. If we can overcome our limitations, it requires a huge amount of strength. But how is the strength if you have a limited mind? You can't get anywhere if your mind's limited. So we got to embrace our real nature, embrace your dreams. Lose the fear by overcoming it. We got to use methods and ways and thoughts to let go of the fear of this limiting idea that I cannot succeed, I am not enough, I can't do it. There's no way, it's not impossible. Everything that was just said was all fear-based, negative-based. Drop it, go positive. Hey, I think it's possible. Actually, I have a quote in front of me. It's on my desk where the new patients come. It says, banishing negative beliefs with I can't, with I can, or I shouldn't, with I should, and it's impossible, with it's possible. How cool is that? That quote was right there. I just saw it and I thought I'd share it. So that's for some of you guys out there. Maybe maybe we all needed to hear it this morning, right? It's pretty cool. So we got to lose the fear by overcoming it. And we got to have the strongest passion or a love inside that's so passionate that's so powerful that's such a strong love that nothing's gonna get in the way that all this passion and love just gonna melt a road path to get where we want to go to succeed and nobody's gonna derail you nobody's gonna slander you nobody's gonna confuse you and get you off track the love the passion is gonna be your motive force your drive love is the strongest frequency in the universe embrace it let it come inside of you while you're thinking about what you want, your desires, your needs, your wants, and your life, focus on this. Love is associated with the fire element. It's associated with your heart. The heart in Chinese medicine is the emperor of your whole body. Without it, that's it. We're done. Its emotion is love. That's the most powerful. It creates a frequency field that extends way past your aura. It's extremely powerful. Always keep a self-love. Always keep a love for others. Always keep a love for your community. It's the love in the heart. Keep it strong. That way you can lose the fear and overcome it. And then with the strongest willpower and intention and thought to do so, you can do it. You can make it. How cool is that? So I did go a little longer than I thought. We're about 26 minutes, but it's okay. I think this was quite important stuff. With that said, I, I hope you got something out of this. I really do. I speak from my heart. And if you like this podcast, you know, you can clip subscribe. That way you can get a future update. And the next one that comes out, you'll get a heads up on that. If you really like it, man, leave a positive comment. Maybe somebody sees it and they they saw that and they're like, you know what? I saw 
this positive comment, you know, I, I think I'll listen to it. Maybe that's just what they needed. Because you see, it's all about us helping others. It's not always about ourselves. Although, when the boat's sinking, first we help ourselves put the life vest on, then we can help others. So it's crucial, help ourselves, but it's also in life, we got to help a lot of others, other people too, family, friends, you know, situations like that. So with that said, one love for y'all. You guys have a great day. Until next time, we'll see you then.